Hello, and welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. If you're not driving, get your pens, pads, and devices, and get ready to journey through God's Word together for the next few minutes. And if you can't make notes right now, be sure to save, download, or bookmark the podcast to listen again later. Oh, and don't forget to follow. Now, without further ado, here's Vanessa. Hello, this is Vanessa Upkins, your host for my Bible Life podcast. I am so happy that you're joining me today for another Bible study, and I hope you had a wonderful week. I know I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we would have some guests from our Bible study coming to join to share some of their takeaways, and that's still to come, so stay tuned for that. We just wasn't able to get that in um, before we started chapter two, So, but it's coming really soon. We are in Mark chapter 2, and today Jesus heals a paralytic. And so we're going to start in verse number 1 and go through verse 12. So go ahead and grab everything that you're needing for this Bible study. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started because we have a lot to cover. But starting in verse 1, it says, And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many was gathered together so that there was no room even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your bed, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Wow, what an amazing story. I can't wait to unpack this one. This story can also be found in Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8, and also over in Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. Okay, so let's get the backstory of this. So if you can remember that the last time that Jesus was in Capernaum, he was at the synagogue and he had healed a man on a Sabbath of an unclean spirit. And remember that the demon was speaking to him, telling him, oh, holy one, I know who you are and all of that. And Jesus commanded the demon to be silent. And of course, he healed the man and the people that was around him, the, the scribes and the Pharisees and all of them, they said by what, what is this? A new teaching with authority? 
um, that command even the unclean spirits to obey him. And so this is the same group. This is probably some of the same people that was able to hear Jesus at the synagogue, but the word got out and it spread it among the towns. And so people are hearing that Jesus is, is casting out demons and healing people. And this is where this storyline uh, picks up here in Mark chapter two, verses, verses one through 12 with Jesus healing a paralytic. And now Jesus is back home. So the home where Jesus is, it is like crowded. He's teaching the people, it's crowded inside, it's crowded outside, it's no more room. And here comes four men carrying a paralegic and they decide since it's no more room, they try to come through to bring in their friend to be healed and they could not get through. So they decide to remove the roof. I want to share with you what I was able to find out regarding the roofs in their days. And so in those days, a roof could be accessed from the outside of a person's home. So they could literally climb up like stairs, so to speak, uh, these clay stairs and get to the top of the roof. And the roof was made out of sticks, dirt, clay tiles laid over a beam, straw and all of that. And it could easily be taken apart. So you see, it's not like we kind of imagine in our heads, like the way the houses that we live in, you know, roof with like the shingles. Well, we know they didn't have shingles back there, but it kind of, it wasn't as difficult to remove these, the, the roof as you might imagine, because I couldn't imagine it. But then when I saw the way the roofs were made in those days, I said, okay, I can understand that. And when I say I can understand that, not that you would literally tear off a roof to let your friend down. Um, I don't know, maybe I would have waited till everyone kind of cleared out, but this tells you how determined that they, they were in making sure that their friend got healed. And then it goes on that says that remove the roof and in the middle of Jesus teaching, they began to let the bed down. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, when we stop and kind of think about this reaction, the people were used to him saying, you know, take up your bed or be healed, or he may touch and say, be healed, or he may cast out a demon. But this was something totally different. He's now talking about sins. He says, he doesn't say, um, pick up your bed and walk. He says, your sins are forgiven. And this was like, Totally everyone's amazed because he's never said anything like this before. This is his first time saying that your sins are forgiven. And the scribes, um, the scribes are the, the people who study the law, who interprets the law, who gives the law, and they know that this is, doesn't sound right because you know, the only one that can forgive sin is God. So in their hearts, they are saying, that Jesus is blaspheming, but he really is not because he is God. They just don't know it. Then it goes on to say that Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they 
question him. He comes out with a question. He says, why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. And then he goes on to say, but that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sin. Okay, so let's talk about that verse right there. But you may know that the Son of Man might have authority on earth to forgive sin. But before we answer that question and kind of talk about that, let's just identify the Son of Man. So I did a little deep dive into that and and found that the Son of Man is used in two different ways. In the Old Testament, number one is used as a human being, as an example in Ezekiel, when God is speaking to Ezekiel in chapter two, verse one of Ezekiel, when he's calling Ezekiel, it says, and he said to me, son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. And as he spoke to me, the spirit entered into me and set me on my feet and I heard him speaking to me. So that's one way that it's used in the Old Testament. Now, another way that it's used in the Old Testament is when about the coming of the Messiah. And so this is found over in Daniel chapter seven, verse 13, referring to the son of man coming, um, which is the Messiah. And starting in verse 13 and 14 of Daniel chapter seven, it says, and it reads, I saw in the night visions and behold, in the cloud of heaven, there came one like the son of man. And he came to the ancient days and he was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. So this is clearly talking about the Messiah. So they needed to decide which son of man that Jesus was referring to when he was talking to them, when he stated in verse 10, I'm going to read it for you again, that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sin. So this is really talking about the second one, (laughs) Daniel chapter seven, verse 13 and 14. This is the son of man that Jesus is referring to because he does have the authority. So son of man is is a messianic title and is highly exalted. And it is mentioned, uh, Jesus referred to himself as the son of man very often in the chapters. As a matter of fact, in the New Testament, Jesus referred to the son of man over 80 times. So this is a highly exalted title. So the scribes being that they study the scrolls and the Torah and everything is familiar with Psalms 43. So they know that God has authority to forgive sin and they are very familiar with Psalms 43, 25. And that says, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake 
and I will not remember your sins. Here Jesus is saying something different and they are all in amazement that Jesus made this statement. So blasphemy is expressing disrespect for God or something that is sacred. The scribes thought that Jesus was blaspheming, that he was disrespecting God and he was disrespecting what was sacred. I believe one of the main points of this story is this verse right here in verse 10. But you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin. Jesus is teaching that the Son of Man has authority to heal, has authority to cast out demons, and now the Son of Man has authority to forgive sin. So he's teaching them all of these points in that God has authority. God has given Jesus authority on earth to do all the things that he is doing. I am so grateful for this story. What about you? I'm learning a lot in just looking at what's happening on this scene. You know, Jesus' core message is teaching people about the good news, which is the kingdom of God. And he cares about the most important thing is my first takeaway when he's dealing with this man. And he is his main concern is sin. He's dealing with the sin portion of a man. So I'm thinking of that scripture, what, what good is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Um, you know, that's somewhere in the scripture. But the thing is, you know, we could go through life and be paralyzed or be able to walk and also be in sin. So which is worse? Which is better to go through life and to be totally healed and then lose our soul or to go through life and be paralyzed and can't walk and be able to go to heaven. So Jesus cares about the most important thing um, when it comes to this man, but he's also teaching a point as well. My second takeaway is this man received two miracles. The first one, the forgiveness of sin, which is something that you really can't see. And we have to take that by faith. But the second one is that this man was healed from paralysis, meaning he could get up and walk. And so this is something that you can see physically. Um, all the people were able to see it. We can see it in the story, in our imagination, that this man gets up and walk. And this is in the physical Ram that we can see this happening. So two miracles here, one we can't see and that we have to take it by faith. And then the other one too, you know, they still, he still had to believe that Jesus could heal him. And so that was a faith, faith act as well. But also it was something that you could witness and could be seen. In closing, although we saw that Jesus' teaching was interrupted by a paralyzed man that was needing healing. We can also see that Jesus used the situation as a teachable moment. Jesus was able to teach that the Son of Man, which is him, he had authority on earth to forgive sin as well as heal and cast out demons. Now, I have some do you remember questions for this Bible study. Number one, what was Jesus doing when the roof was being taken off? Number two, 
What town is Jesus in? Number three, what did Jesus say to the paralyzed man that made the scribes question in their hearts? Number four, how did Jesus handle the situation with the scribes? Number five, what did Jesus tell the healed man to do? I want you to pause this recording so that you can answer these questions. And it's okay if you need to look back and review the scriptures to get the answers. The main important thing is that we are learning. So how did you do with those questions? Um, you know, it's okay if you may have got a couple of them wrong. It's okay. No problem. The thing is, you know, we mostly learn from, you know, sometimes from our mistakes and so forth. But you reviewed and you got the answers. But we want to also, when we're studying the Bible, we want to ask questions as we're reading stories. This type, this allows us to go into like a deeper dive into the storyline of what's happening in their day. And then we want to be able to come out of the story and then be able to apply it to our life. Like what are we learning here that we can apply to our life? So the five questions that I've been giving, we want to continue that. How can we apply it to our life? So here are these questions that you'll want to jot down and come back and answer either after the podcast is over or sometime during the week. Number one, what is God saying to me in today's Bible study? Number two, is there anything that I need to correct in my life? If yes, what? Number three, what area in my life do I desire to see change? Number four, how can I apply what I have learned today to my life? Number five, what is my plan and when will I start? Well, I hope you have enjoyed today's Bible study. I want you to know, I want to speak to the followers. I want to thank you for following this podcast. I want you to know that I pray for you every single morning as I am in my time along with God. I pray over the followers of the podcast and the people's lives that um, this message is going to, that you will experience abundancy of God and seeing him work miracles in your life, and that you will have a deeper understanding of his word, and also see this word begin to take action and take root in your life, and that you will be able to experience this wonderful, beautiful, abundant life that Jesus promises us. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you again on next week. And if you're not a follower of the podcast, please follow. I would love for you to join us. Thank you. You've been listening to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. We pray you have been blessed by the word today. This weekly series was created to increase your faith, encourage you in your walk with him, and to give you inspiration to continue moving forward with confidence toward fulfilling the work he has already begun in you. Since you're already here, we invite you to follow, share, download, and help us to reach more people to join in with us. Let's share the love and his word so that they too can be blessed by the My Bible Life podcast, currently on Spotify, Audible, and Podbean.